Okay, welcome back, Creatures of the Night, for a very special tag team podcast as Alex Dorio from Talking Taker fame joins me, Steven Zeman from Collecting Dead Man, as we join up once again for a very special look back at one of my favorite Undertaker documentaries, the one that really solidified my uh, fandom of The Undertaker, The Dead Man, The Phenom, the VHS. And I want to thank you, Alex, for joining me here today. And how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Excited to bring the uh, multiverse of Undertaker podcasts together again here on uh, Collecting Dead Man podcast. Uh, I actually saw... I was checking my Time Hop app, and apparently we did, uh, me and you did a Buried Alive match, the uh, Nigro Buried Alive match watch along one year ago, I think it was yesterday. So wow. We recorded that, so uh, it's worked out kind of perfectly. As is perfectly. You know, I, I was thinking about, you know what, we did that Buried Alive one, I must be almost close to a year now, and then, well, look at that. Yep, yep, look at that. a year Could- ago this week. Couldn't be even more perfect, and we get clips from that very same match in this uh, documentary, so it just, exactly. it's the universe telling us it was the right time to do it. It was time to bring it back together. It right. was, it really was. Uh, so before we get started on rewatching the Phenom documentary, what are your uh, memories of this, if you have any? Did you watch this growing up? Well, Stephen, I'm gonna make a confession for you. Yes. This is gonna be my first ever viewing in full of the really? documentary. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I got Hi. my copy of it here. We just talked about it right before we went on air. Mm-hmm. We brought this idea up, and so I picked up a copy on eBay. I think it was, uh, I think I did three ninety nine plus shipping, so it was like seven ninety nine. Such a deal. Love it. I love yes. the deal. And I am big into VHS. Uh, you know, Talking Taker. We just did a Coliseum Home Video episode a couple weeks ago. VHS, I'm a few years older than you, so VHS is like for sure my era. Mm-hmm. I've kind of been walking the tightrope of, of starting a Coliseum Video completist collection, the WWF home videos. Uh, and, I, and I have a good collection. I'm still yeah. a long, long, long ways away from completion. But I've been trying, starting to get some more on eBay uh, because you can get some pretty cheap. Uh, you know, there are a lot, some of the rarer ones get pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, anyway. Um, this one actually, this comes after the Coliseum video days. You can see there, it's the WWF home video. Mm-hmm. So they changed the licensing around. And what I liked about the old school WWF videos was getting all the old, rare, original matches. Stuff yeah. you couldn't see on TV. So to me, at 12 years old, when this video came out, I didn't feel any reason to see it. I've already seen WrestleMania 14. I've already seen the Buried Alive match. I don't necessarily need to go back and watch it again. Um, and I've talked about on our show before, Undertaker was not necessarily my guy. I, li- I liked him, but he mm-hmm. wasn't my guy back during, at this period of time. So this uh, wasn't like a huge deal to me to go out and rent this video. Sure. Uh, I, I did watch a little bit of it uh, around in Talking Taker time uh, when we got we were covering 1998. I saw, watched some clips of it. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the whole thing in full. So uh, it's, I, I'm excited to watch it. I'm glad you invited me to do it. Yes. Uh, I guess it was a big part of you becoming a fan. It, it, it really was. Um, in my collection, I should have brought it out for today. Um, but I have, I rebought just recently um, the thing that I got as a kid. It was the thing that they would send you for ordering a pay-per-view. They would send you in the mail you know, anything, you know, it could be a license plate cover, it could be an action figure, it could be a VHS, 
and it just so happens we ordered a pay-per-view and they sent us that so I have the the thing that they shipped in for the people that got it in the mail the VHS sealed uh, because I remember getting that for ordering a pay-per-view I can't even tell you which one it was maybe over maybe over the edge something yeah. in 1999 and and I said well you know what let me watch this because you know I'm just growing into my fandom of the Undertaker there's no in there's no YouTube or anything before this so everything I didn't see there was no way of seeing so I popped this in and I got to see everything I got to see the buried alive the hell in the cell the debut of Kane WrestleMania the infernal match everything leading up to his you know formation of the ministry and where I was you know with him crucifying Austin so it ends like perfectly right there and I wore out that VHS as a kid every single time that I can get the, uh, get my parents to allow me to watch that VHS take up the TV because you know one one living room TV one VHS player of course, of course. I had you know I want to take it up watching you know the VHS of The Undertaker for like the 20th time probably that week and it's just like you know the the visuals the as we see the intro from Freddie Blassie uh, the outro from Freddie Blassie and Stephanie McMahon it's just so iconic to my childhood and just growing more of appreciation for those matches and that's why I've always loved this documentary for that reason it was it was the one that pushed my fandom more and more towards him. Well, that's I love that because, like, like I said, I was not the audience for it, but you, yeah, you clearly were. So, mm-hmm. so for a new fan who was just jumping in in 1999 that that missed a lot of this stuff, this is perfect. This gets yeah. you up to speed. This draws you into it, and uh, I love that. I love that's that's exactly what it was for. Yeah, it's something that they don't need to do it now. They have. The net, they had the network, they have Peacock. Right. You know, anybody who wants to see anything from 15, 20 plus years ago, they can. And it's not on Peacock. And this is not on Peacock for some so reason. You have to go to a bootleg copy of it. Right? Uh, which is a shame, you know, like you said, these matches are available on there, but this presentation, the, yeah. the music, uh, the editing, all that sort of stuff, you know, yeah. I, I just, I don't understand why they don't just upload everything as much as they can. Exactly. There's so much stuff they're just sitting on. Yeah, they have his deadliest matches. They have like something from 93 and 94, but they don't have this. And it's like, oh, no. come on. Come on. Yep. Missing, missing in action. We are. We are. So um, I think we built this up so much. So I think we shall get started. How about Let's you? Do it. Perfect. Okay. So uh, we have on Daily Motion Undertaker the Phenom uh, uploaded nine years ago from RKO Rated R. So that's quite the name. It's still uh, staying up on there. Well, I hope, it, I hope it stays up for the next 58 minutes. That's all we need. Because <laughs> that's all we need. <laughs> So uh, I say we count it down as always. Three, two, one, play. So uh, someone in the UK must have uploaded this because we're getting the uh, Silver Vision uh, promo. Yeah. Starting here, which was the uh, video distributing company in the UK for them to be. Yeah. And Enfield, Middlesex, England. Look at that. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I wonder if that uh, address still works. I wonder if I can still write a letter to them. Uh, you know what? Go for it. It, it may be, 
if, 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 if maybe 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 it'd be a different business nowadays <laughs> it could be uh Telling us not to try this at home. Exactly. Which, uh, I disobeyed all the time. Oh, who didn't disobey? <laughs> I mean, come on. Who didn't perform choke slams on their best friend and stuff like that? You had to. You, you had, had to. to. Stone Cold Stunners, I mean Stone Rock Cold Stunners all day. Rock yeah. bottoms, of course. Steel chair shots to the head. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Hey, I didn't quite <laughs> do that much. <laughs> I don't think I could lift a steel chair at eight or ten years old. <laughs> Now, this brings me back. This looks oh, yeah. right here. The signature before, mm -hmm. the, uh, before the show. The attitude signature. This is, like you said, this classy Freddie Blassie. Classy Freddie Blassie. He always gave so much, you know, gravitas. Yeah. And this is like, this is like the air, the, the resurgence of Freddie Blassie. It's like mm -hmm. when he had that WrestleMania promo with him and all those old legends. You had him on the uh, other DV, uh, VHSs promoting things, promoting pay-per-views. Oh, he did so many pay-per-views yeah. uh, around this time. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always great. Yeah. Just watch it. It's a resurgence of Freddie Blassie, and I, his voice for this, I always remember it. And this is pretty neat. They're like showing an actual uh, orchestra mm -hmm. playing that 98 of Taker's theme with yeah. the, the strings and everything. It looks like they're like watching his Titan drive. Yeah, isn't that I love that I love that detail. Especially as we get cool. at the end of it, it's even it's even better and I can't wait. Alright. Don't wanna give too much away. I know, yeah, don't spoil it. Hulk Hogan on a VHS in yeah. That's kinda of surprising WWF showing him. But they're showing him because he's getting beat. He's getting a tombstone. He's getting a tombstone. And yeah, this mankind view. Man, I remember this episode of Monday Night Raw. It was shocking to see mankind give an Undertaker the mandible claw. It blew my mind. Mm, oh, I bet. Yeah, because he'd never really been beaten down like that. Mm -hmm. It's even more shocking that, you know, they really just wanted him for like a one off match. Exactly. They were gonna have Undertaker beat him at King of the Ring, and that would've been it. All the all the other stuff we would have been cheated out of. Can you imagine that? Oh my gosh! I mean, and not just with Undertaker, but just like so much of his career. I mean, yeah. All time, all time legend. Mhm. Mm so the Boiler Room Brawl. Yeah. Uh, what are your? Uh, did Did you and Randy y'all just covered this? Yes. Ago, right? Yeah. I, last I, I month. Listen to that. Yeah. The yeah. last, the last month's episode. That's when we donned our greatest Undertaker hats and gloves. That's right. Yes. Uh, it was this. The, I was. I. I told them about that. This. The VHS here that we're watching made the match seem more epic than rewatching uh -huh. the full thing. Yeah, I. I felt like it was slower. I felt like it was slower paced. You know, not a lot of big spots. You know, you had like the ones with the ladders and the stuff like right. that in like splurts. It didn't, you know, until it got out of the boiler room, That may, then it was more interesting. Yeah, I, I appreciate it because of how unique it is. And sure. how different it was than anything else that was on TV at the time. Like, you know, growing up, just watching WWF, I really hadn't seen any ECW up to this point in 96. So, like, the, all this backstage fighting was pretty surreal yeah. to me. Yeah. You see the other guy, you see Goldust standing back there and all these other guys, it makes it feel real. Mm -hmm. It's like their first like 
real glimpse into like a cinematic style match. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's ahead of its time. Yeah, I like we said, we feel bad for the audience. He have four little school monitors. <laughs> the, and if, the substitute teacher. Right? TVs. And if you're way in the back, you're screwed. You got those binoculars. Right? I, I think that's made it could be. I, it might be Duke the Dumpster Drosty. I really yeah, you're just looking for like a little dots of purple. Oh, there's Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got my uh, Jax uh, Series 1 Undertaker nice. right there. Nice. Uh, yeah, to represent this. His final. Well, not his final match in the purple. He's got a couple more matches in the purple, but getting close to the end of Get, Getting close, yeah. He's, he's got to be buried first. He's got to be buried first, yep. And absolutely shocking. Moment. Right. I never thought you'd see Paul Bear turn his back on Taker. Do you, uh, Randy and I discussed it. Do you think this was a good time to break him up? I do. You know, I, it's one of those things like I, I never would have thought of. But, yeah. Uh, it ended up being great for both of them. Mm -hmm. It adds a lot to Paul Bear. Uh, it, it gives a rub to mankind. It, it brings Kane into the into this territory. Exactly. Well. You know, if I was. If I was booking things, I would have never turned Hulk Hogan yet. But uh, I would have been too scared to do that, to break up, to do that. And mm -hmm. so I, I just would never have that creativity to, to think that way. So it's it's a good thing that they did it, I think. Yeah, yeah, that, that's my my reasoning was it was a good catalyst to, mm -hmm. to shoot things forward. You had to shoot Undertaker yeah. forward and brought in all these other different threats to him. You had Vader, Mankind, Kane, all under Paul Bearer. So I... I you know, it's a better time than any. And you want to do it before it's too stale, too. You want to yeah. do it where there's still an impact on it. Like, I think that's why when the shield broke up, I thought that was great timing because no one saw it coming. No one. That's when you need it. to do it. And that's exactly when you need to do it. When when people don't see it coming, when it's still kind of hot. Yeah. Undertaker was on his way to changing up his style of his gear, his attire, so. He's changed up his in-ring style. Just did a dive off the top rope on the mankind here. It's really been a very live match now. That was awesome. The one we and, covered about a year ago. Yes, that's it. And I, I love this match. I have Me loved too. It more and more the older I get and the, and the more I rewatch it. It's another one. I don't think I got it quite as much as a kid, but rewatching <laughs> now, man, I get it was ahead of its time. So ahead of its time. I can't even imagine what got into thinking. Let's build a grave pit. <laughs> Graveyard. In the arena. In the arena. But make sure they don't suffocate when buried alive. <laughs> yeah, I, it's still one of those things I'd love to know. I'd love to sit down with uh, Bruce Pritchard or whoever and ask him all the exact details about how they made this work. And mankind's taking some insane bumps. And here. just and just even look at something. Just even look at the entranceway. It's like a cemetery. It's so cool what they yeah. thought of for this. And I think it's really neat that um, there's no titles on the line. Yeah. It's just Undertaker and Mankind. They're kind of bigger than the world title program at this time. Yeah, I mean, already Undertaker's bigger than the title. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, do you prefer, when you think of Mankind, do you think of this Mankind, or do you think of Suit and Tie oh. Mankind? Like, what's the first thing that comes to your head? Well, see... Well, growing up, Mankind was, you know, corporate Mankind. That's what I think, but, you know, going back and seeing so much what he's done with Undertaker, you know, I can't help but think of brown Mankind. Yeah. 
but yeah. I think I think if I would say mankind, it would be the suit and tie, the shirt and tie. I agree with you. I think yeah. that's more iconic. Yeah, that's the Hell in the Cell. That's the Hell in the Cell mankind. Yeah. That's yeah. you know Vince and the Hardcore Championship mankind. The Executioner. Legendary, legendary, the 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 elusive Executioner figure from the Buried Alive pack. Hey, if you're gonna have an Undertaker opponent's collection, you gotta have an Executioner. You gotta have an Executioner figure. I gotta mention, I got to meet Mick Foley about a month ago. I saw. Yeah. My daughter did as well. Who's doing a signing here in Greenville? How was that? It was awesome. Super nice, you know. It was just a signing, so you know, like you talk to him for a minute uh, and move on. But yeah, he was super cool. He uh, did an autograph of his. I have a Christmas story read by him on a vinyl. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah, I got that a few years ago, uh, and he signed it to my daughter. So that was that was pretty cool. Nice, nice. Did you get a chance to mention anything Undertaker to him? I just told him take her easy. Right? Oh, walked away <laughs> from it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I, I mean, love when, that shot. Well, now you said it to you said it to Taker himself, and you said it to mankind. And you said you know? it to mankind. Yep. <laughs> we'll see who else we can see. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who else? Oh yeah, that shot of him with the bursting the lights off. Lifting his hands up. Yeah. The going up his silhouette is so good for yeah. everything. Oh yeah. So many great shots. Of that. Mm-hmm. And this is the construction of the original Hell in Cell. Yeah, yeah. Bad Blood 97. Just so many ideas and visionary matches back to back to back. Boiler Room, yes. Buried Alive, Hell in the yes. Cell. All because, all because you know, of the Undertaker character giving us all these matches that they're just thinking of because of him. Not all of them have hung around, but I mean, think about it. They still do a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view yeah. every single year. They mm-hmm. still, it's still a huge money maker for the company. And yeah. why is that? It's because of Shawn Michaels, and it's because of the Undertaker. Yeah. They put it on the map yeah. with this match. If this match would have sucked, you know, that this Hell in a Cell would have gone away, like the Punjabi prison or something. Oh, but, uh, come on. <laughs> We don't need we don't need to bring up Big Show Undertaker. Hey, you and Randy are gonna have to get to it sometime. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. Well, at least it's a one and done thing, so that's I don't have to do too to many take. of them. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and at least it's Big Show and not Great Kali. So. Me up. The match is invented for Great Kali. Yeah, but he's got elevated liver enzymes. Stop. <laughs> oh my God, it's crazy. Just, uh, man, this, this match, Travis and I on Talking Taker, we both ranked it our number one Undertaker pay-per-view match of all time. I heard. I mean, you I can't, know. you can't go wrong, you really can't go wrong with any Undertaker match being your number one. You can make a case for any of it. Yeah, I but, mean, I think most people would probably say the WrestleMania matches with Sean would be up there, but just the storytelling, man, the whole build-up to this one and the payoff and the brutality of it. Yeah. Something about it just sticks with us. And then Kane. And that's, that's what I mean in storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good match. Oh, you know, the, uh, the Hell in a Cell of Mankind, 
Oh, sure. Watching this first one, how insane it was to see these two guys uh, on top of the cell, fighting on top of the cell. I mean, it was unheard of. It was. I love those tights on Sean, too. I like the black and, black and silver look on him. I dig that. Yeah. It's just crazy to think when he did that back body drop, what would have happened if that, if that cage would have fell in? Woo. Oh my god. Sean. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh my god. What a way to go out, though. Like another great visual. The blood just pouring down his face so mm -hmm. perfectly here. And that, ooh, yeah. Vicious chair shot. There it is. That's gotta be Kane. Gotta be Kane. It's like, that's, that's the iconic Vince call. It is. I think it is. I think mean, it's the yeah. best skull probably ever. Yeah. You, you think Kane's debut is the best debut of all time? I mean, it's up there. It really is. I mean, Undertaker had a great one, too. But yeah. Just the Im impact immediately with Kane. I, yeah, I mean... It's, I, it's hard to argue against that. I mean, for character, the, the issuing of a character, Undertaker really is a great debut. It's iconic. But, you know, just the impact is definitely Kane. Cause it's not even it's he's not in a match he's just making right. an impact for the match furthering along a story i mean yeah i mean if, that you that visual of there. ripping off the door yes Kane, you had all this months and months of build up to yeah i don't know yeah it is a great one the casket this is great this is a great recap that's gonna suck you in. Mm -hmm. Tonight, he's telling you the story of his biggest matches here. Um, because really, up until that mankind feud, um, you know, he hadn't had. I mean, he was a legendary character. He hadn't quite had like legendary feuds. I mean, you could say the Yokozuna feud a little bit, but I mean, do you want to watch a recap video of Undertaker versus Mabel? No, there's not as much story there. Or Undertaker versus uh, King Kong Bundy or Giant Gonzalez. No, there's not as much story there. But the Mankind feud is what took him to another level. Mm-hmm. He really had a great. He really had a great '96. He did. Yeah, that, that put him on. Yeah, a with level. Bret Hart at the Rumble and Diesel at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. I think that that Diesel match was really the 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 stepping stone to better WrestleMania matches. He had a good oh, one. Yeah. That Diesel one really shot it. Yeah, this is his first good one. Yeah. Yep. All the rest, you know, Bundy, Gonzalez. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, McMahon's lucky he stayed around for the... <laughs> exactly. Just kept, kept feeding them all that crap. Oh, my God. You got China now. More just iconic, instantly memorable stuff. That, mm -hmm. that choke on Shawn Michaels right there. You see that video packages all the time. Yeah. Ever since '97, Undertaker's always been involved with Kane, Michaels, and Triple H. You can't get away from. <laughs> can't get away from any three of them. And dude, if you go back and watch these episodes raw, the crowd reactions for this stuff. Oh my god. The charts. Right. This right here, when Kane does the pose to Taker, Taker returns it, mm -hmm. the roof blew off his place. You can even hear it through this. 
Just bear, you know, it's toned down a little for the music, but you can still hear the crowd. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. So yeah, Royal Rumble 98, cast the match. Another good match, though. Like, people always talk about the Hell in Cell and WrestleMania matches, and people remember this because it's the match where Sean breaks his back, but, I mean, besides that, it's a really good casting match. Yeah. And you have Sean and Red that, you know, greatly, right yeah, greatly puts himself away from all the all black and Undertaker. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And Sean is bumping like a madman for Taker, all over the place. Into the stairs. Oh. That's a nasty shot, right? Kyle Driver onto the stairs. Right. Can't believe he took that. DX, Matt, I mean, we all sort of kind of remember them as the baby faces and doing spray paint and all that sort of stuff, but they were masterful heels during this time. Yeah. Yeah, because after Taker, they go up against Austin. Oh, yeah, and you hated them. They yeah. Were so and just four years earlier, they did Undertaker did this with Yokozuna, almost, Ooh. you know, with the the you know both in the casket and then the, all those heels coming out to help them. So it's like yep. a, a real good harken back to that. Yeah, it's a throwback to that. Yoko wasn't quite bumping like Sean was. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> they couldn't. Tombstone into the casket. Right. I can only imagine what that did to his knees on that one. Woo! <sighs> it's so random. Of course, DX come in, but then also Los Mariquas. I mean, <laughs> just pull it. McMahon's just pulling everybody he can see in sight. Now, do I? Does that mean I need Los Mariquas figures for Undertaker? Uh, I mean, I, 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 that's totally up to you. I get some, I get some customs. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a Savio because he was on Taker's team. That's right. Series, That's right. Uh, Ninety-five. So I do have that. You one. can have Savio be the good representation of it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I wonder how much they paid the fire inspector to go along with this one. <laughs> you definitely. Uh, maybe gave him a little extra in the handshake. Oh, I, I would say. I would say. Yeah, we're gonna set a casket on fire. It's gonna be, you know, a good amount of flame. But uh, just here's here's a couple here's here's a couple grand. Just look the other way. I love that King on commentary. They're just pouring gasoline on this casket. And King's like, "What are they doing? What are, yeah, they, what are they doing? Gasoline? What do they think they're gonna do? <laughs> what can it possibly be?" Yeah. I just love this promo here that sets up the match. Oh, the exploding so casket. Him walking through the flames. And he's got the uh, Britney Spears mic. Right? He brings that back. He brings it all back. Yep. Now, uh, Travis and I have talked about this before, but uh, you'll probably agree. Think about WrestleMania 14. 
everybody talks about it being all about Austin and Michaels and Tyson. And yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's one reason why I wanted to watch it. But I wanted to watch it because Undertaker and Kane. Yeah. That, I, those were both main event matches to me. And I, I wanted to see these guys finally face off because they had never faced off before. Right. They, they did a great job of keeping them apart. They didn't really have much physical interaction. They, of course, didn't have any matches against each other. So WrestleMania 14, that was the first time you got to see these guys uh, come to blows against each other. And that was a selling point. For it me. was. I would imagine. Oh, I would, of course, if I was a fan by then, I of course you would order for Undertaker and Kane. Yeah. 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 And again, it's not for the title. It doesn't have to be. The no. Are we gonna see Pete Rose here? Yeah, I mean, they built this thing up for months. Built up much longer than Austin Michaels. So, people just waiting for it. Oh, they had Pete Rose out. Too bad. Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> right here. Now, this is my uh, number one Undertaker entrance of all time. This is my absolute favorite. WrestleMania 14, represented in the ultimate figure. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It is so good. It is so good. I can't remember. what did, I, I listened to your episode, but what did you rank as your top uh, dead man entrance? Um, my top one is the one against CM Punk. Okay, that's a great one. With him coming through the, the souls. Yeah, I think that yeah. was my number two or three. And I think this one is two for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. The 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 whole I mean you don't get just ten druids. You get a whole line of druids. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And we actually interviewed one of these druids. Really? (laughs) Nice. We uh I must have missed uh, that one. Yeah, we had watch along Tommy, uh friend of the show, he said he knew a guy who was one of the Druids here at WrestleMania 98. Uh, he, he, so Kevin he, Bacon, he Kevin Bacon the Druid? <laughs> he Kevin Bacon the Druid, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he's like second or third on the left or something like that. He's, he's, one of, he's real short. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, he just said it was, he's like a local indie guy around wow. that time. And he was backstage, you know, looking for extra work or whatever. And uh, he was trained by Killer Kowalski. So we had a little connection with, with Triple H um, from that. So that, that's the area that they were in for the show. And Vince was like walking around. like, we need some druids. We need some druids. Yeah, we need some druids, pal. Got a rope. <laughs> and there was no rehearsal either. They just told him what to do. Put the wow. On, gave him the torch and said, just stand. Just stand here and, and stand don't. Line. And whatever you do, do not set the Undertaker on fire. <laughs> Wow, I can't believe it. No, no rehearsal. No, nothing. You know, nowadays they would rehearse this. Oh. Times, oh yeah, they'd be rehearsing it up to game day. Yep, exactly. It's crazy. Yeah, I love the lightning, the thunder. Oh man, this is great. Mhm. I mean, it's so iconic. They still use it to this day. Yeah. 
Geo is always so good. It's the best. Yeah. Best of all you can literally pick anything out of Jr. saying stuff, and it just it just fits so perfectly in like a video package. It makes it work exactly. And this is such a simple story when you get to the root of it. It is. Know, of course, there's all the supernatural stuff and. The funeral home and the fire and the dead parents and all that stuff. But when you get down to it, it's a sibling rivalry. Yeah. It's brother versus brother. One guy doesn't want to fight the other one. The younger brother wants to prove himself. And ultimately, that's what this really is. And that's why it works so well. Mm -hmm. Because every, you know, if you have an older brother, you have a younger brother, you see yourself in one of them. You understand it. Yeah. And this is, you know, you didn't see so much, it's cliche to say, but you didn't see so much these guys who could take it to Undertaker like Kane was able to here. <clears throat> yeah. Because, you know, before Kane, you know, he had Michaels who defeated Undertaker with help from Kane. Right. Because, you know, you couldn't really, you know, you can't picture Shawn Michaels beating The Undertaker. So he needed. He always, even when he won, yeah, he got crap beat out of him. <coughs> exactly. Cell, <coughs> Rumble, he got the crap beat out of him, but he still snuck away with a win. Yeah, and that's usually when people, when Undertaker would lose to people, that's what would happen. You have people interfere on the other person's behalf. Exactly. Right. Right. Some um, sort of shenanigans going on. Yeah, that dive with him just picking them and just tossing. Oh my God. Into the table. And of course, we saw him do this so many times throughout his career, but it was still pretty new to see him do that giant dive back yeah. this time. It wasn't the first time he did it, but <laughs> look at the Spanish announcer. I'm going to sell it. <laughs> All of his chair. I love it. Right, King said for 28 years, Kane has dreamed with this moment. So Kane is, is Kane 28 or was the fire 28 years ago? What are they saying there? I... That's a good one. Because, you know, when he's... Hmm. The fire could have been 28. Okay. I can't remember how old they were supposed to be when the, when the fire happened. I think five. Okay. All right. I think five. JR, of course, says, no one has ever kicked out a tombstone before, which is not true, but... Yeah, you know, yeah. I think Hogan did, didn't he? Hogan did. Warrior did. Oh, okay. A handful of people in the early, early days. So we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. And beautiful in the way that Kane gets the shoulder up at like three and a quarter. Right. There. Oh yeah, so right there. Just barely beat it. Yeah. And we're going to see here that this feud is not over. Because uh, well, it can't, be. Ball, Barry, it can't be. No. It can't be. You know, Kane just barely lost. He's beating up The Undertaker. Yeah, he's going to get the last left. He's going to leave Taker late, which you don't really see. No. And you talk about Mankind. You know, that feud was only supposed to be a few months. When they originally thought of this Kane character, it was only supposed to go to WrestleMania. It was just supposed to be just a little feud for Undertaker to do. 
for WrestleMania. Yeah. But of course, Kane becomes his own Hall of Fame character, and his gets his own twenty-five year career. And Kane always can say he got the Hall of Fame before the Undertaker. That's right. <laughs> A year before, but still before. He did. He's got the bragging rights there. And here we go, Freddie Blassie again promoting the Inferno match. This is a Freddie Blassie resurgence at this time. And so, I mean, like you said, we we had buried a lot. We saw Boiler Room Brawl, Hell in a Cell, Inferno match. This is a great introductory tape to the Undertaker. Yeah. And then you get the casket, which is not really the first casket match, but a reintroduction into that match. Exactly. So if this is like your first introduction to wrestling, you probably are like. Disappointed when you turn into Raw, it's like, oh, where's the cage? Where's yeah. the fire? Where's the, <laughs> where's the where's the cemetery? They don't have that every week. Oh, it's a disappointment. I wonder how much McMahon had to sell Undertaker and Kane on. Yeah, we're gonna set one of you guys on fire. <laughs> I, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many how many times Undertaker may have told Vince to go f himself. <laughs> like, take a take a moment and think about that. These are not professional stuntmen. Like, yeah. They, they, these guys are wrestlers. Yeah. And he says, alright, we're going to set you on fire. You're going to wrestle in a ring of fire. You're going to wrestle in a ring of fire that's going to eat up your oxygen. Yeah. And Kane, you're going to be wearing a mask through it all. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. It took a lot of uh, a lot of guts for them to go out there and do that. Oh, Just sure. Let's, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. Sure. I mean, what are you going to say? No. But not, really? not back then. Yeah. What are you going to say? No? Not these two guys either. No. No way. No. <clears throat> Inferno matches, you know, I don't know about how you feel. They, they, they do provide a great visual. They're not yeah. like in-ring matches because of what you said, because it's so high and it's sucking the oxygen out of them. It's, it's, it's tough to really put on a uh, actual entertaining match in it. Um, but the visuals, it, it's something else. It's pretty strange. Oh, yeah. The visual's amazing. And it's so chaotic, because you never know what's going to happen. Chaotic's a good word for it. It makes me think of the early SmackDown games, where like the ring would literally become like molten lavas as the Inferno <laughs> match went along. They, they didn't quite nail the uh, aesthetic of the yeah. Inferno match on those. The oh. casket matches on those games are kind of weird, too. Yeah, you would like carry it around like it's like... <laughs> Some chairs, yeah, yeah. You just throw you just throw a casket at somebody's face. Oh, <laughs> uh, good times, good times, good times. Yeah, this is a match that looks awesome in video package form. Exactly. Watching it back, it's a little uh, a little tough to watch, but video package form, but just oh yeah, it looks looks incredible. Yeah. And every time the flames would rise with the moves. Yes. And it's a perfect. I mean, who, kudos to whoever came up with it because it just oh, makes yeah. perfect sense for the Kane character and the Kane storyline. Yeah. And it's a great fit. It is. It really is. Because you think, oh, is is Kane gonna actually burn Undertaker? Is he gonna get some sort of revenge? Yeah. 
Yeah, you really didn't know. Is Timmy White? Can't believe we just lost Timmy White the other day. I know. It's a shame. It is. One of the greats. Yeah. The yeah. Paul Bear always getting himself involved. I thought he was going to hit him with a shoe. <laughs> yeah, but he can't run away with just one shoe then. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> God, so many nasty chair shots in this video. Oh. Different time. Different time. Different Ooh. time. Knocked him senseless. Kane didn't even go down from that headshot. Takes another shot to go down. Yes. Yeah. Paul Bear's gonna get on the fun. He's gonna get a little color here. Yeah. I love. <laughs> it's just so funny seeing Paul Bear get beat up by musical instruments. The drum. <laughs> the drum. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And of course, uh, while all that's going on, that's when Kane is sticking his arm underneath the ring to get the little uh, flame retardant stuff spraying. Sure. Right there, sure. So. I mean. It's, it's, it's well booked. Yeah. Well put together. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. That visual of him with the posing with the purple light in the fire. Oh, yeah. That's it's, what yeah. That's the money shot. That's what you build to right there. Yeah. Another just iconic image they reuse. Yeah. Packages. Oh, they got their money's that is stuff. Yeah. Great camera work to capture it. Always. Yeah. Always. WWF. Yeah. That. Now you get the yeah. mankind hell in a cell. Just so, uh, <laughs> man, this hit after hit after right? hit in this time period. Every single month, an iconic match. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like you can't even remember what was on the last pay per view. It was probably the same match for the seventh or eighth time. But probably. It was banger after banger after banger. Yeah. Pulling something new right out of their hats, just set themselves apart. So, when watching this tape, was this, would this have been like your first exposure to the Cell in the Cell match? It would no. I, I saw the Boss Man one. Okay, but but yeah. the specific one. Well, oh, the Mankind. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I thought you meant Hell in a Cell in general. Right. Yeah. No, I got uh, Yeah, because they never replayed this anywhere. Yeah, there was no on-demand, there was no YouTube, no network. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, when I saw this, getting the VHS, I was like, holy crap! Yeah, it's a I good thing I saw Mankind wrestle, like, during those months, or else I thought we could have killed her. <laughs> uh, so I remember, I didn't order this pay-per-view live, but watching Raw the next night, you know, they would show the still photos. But they, of course, they didn't show the crazy uh, things that we're about to see here. But just watching the photos of it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's insane. And I remember just counting down the days and all, going to the video store every weekend, looking at the wrestling section. Is King of the Ring out yet? Is King of the Ring out yet? I gotta see this match. <laughs> and finally, when it came out a few months later, Taking it home, I, I just watched this match probably like three or four times. I wonder how many thing. people. I wonder how many people were like that, were like you, just waiting to rent it or buy it just for this match and moment. That's what you had to do, right? Like you just said, there was no other way. There was no other way. 
Oh my god. <laughs> That's still crazy. They killed him. The greatest, uh, greatest call in professional wrestling it, history. It really is. It has to be. It has, it's so iconic. Wow. I, mean, I remember when you mentioned those photos, those still photos, like courtesy of WWF Magazine. Like it wants you to buy the magazine to see what happened. I remember that. By the replay of the pay-per-view. Yeah. And that was a good way to sell it, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, here's what you missed. They tossed mankind off a cell. You want to see it? Order it. And it's amazing. 24 years later, you know, a lot of times you'll see spots or you'll see moments that's like, okay, uh, it, it's been surpassed in the time since then. Like, oh, yeah, that was cool for its time, but, but we've seen bigger things since then. This you still it's probably still the greatest ball. Oh yeah. Wrestling history. Even you know, just what they did at the Hell in the Cell pay per view. It's like, you know, this the pay you know, the match that Undertaker and Mankind made famous and they still show it. They still show it. Yeah. It's still the iconic moment. Lives it's, on to this day. It's crazy. And then this, the second one? Woof. I think Mick has said that one is more painful. Yeah, because this, this chair, chair came down the at him. Chair laid it on the set. That's crazy. Undertaker working with and a they broken... Always, they always say that one wasn't supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know about that. I, I think it was supposed to happen eventually. It, it may not have been supposed to happen right then. Probably. He was, he was supposed to go through the cell at some point. And you see that the little zip ties come off there. And Undertaker working with a broken foot and him jumping down didn't make that better. That's another thing people don't talk about. Forget that he was already hurt going into this match. Yeah. And it's crazy, he would work with a broken foot for like six more months? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And then a torn groin as soon as the foot And then a torn groin. And then a torn peck. He needed that time off to go uh, yeah. ride his bike around. Yeah, the universe, yeah. the universe was not kind to the Undertaker. It and that. Was not. <laughs> and this was the first time in WWF, WWE, that we'd seen thumbtacks. Yeah. It's like sort of a common thing in wrestling now, but this was groundbreaking as far as that sort of violence goes. Sure. I remember reading that in the magazines and on the internet like thumbtacks oh my god <laughs> what right what? and then like at school we'd all like try to poke ourselves with the thumbtacks <laughs> just like oh does it really hurt does it really hurt yeah it really hurts what kind of children <laughs> what kind of children were we we were terrible <laughs> kids that grew up on wrestling right yeah that's what kind of in South Park in South Park <laughs> oh my god It's crazy. It's unbelievable that they wrestled like a 15 minute match after Foley has gone through the cell. Yeah. And then Foley's gonna come out later that night. Yeah. Here in the main 
Interview in the main event. And not only that, Undertaker's gonna follow him right out. <laughs> Oh. Probably for the better. Yeah, they wouldn't. Be smarter to do that. Oh yeah, sure. But you know, what what were doctors and people back then? You know, you know you'll hire somebody to play a doctor. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Yeah, I'm a doctor as far as you know. Sure. I play one on TV. Sure. That's crazy. And it's crazy that they didn't move the TVs off that announce table when Foley <laughs> took that box. Like they didn't think about doing that. He really could have hit, hit, if he lands a few inches the wrong way and it's one of those TVs. Oh my god. Back. Yeah. Aha, here comes Stone Cold. Is that clip from the main event? Yeah. Now we're getting, we're getting into the Stone Cold feud now. And it's great how it all kind of just intersects with each other. All these different feuds, all these different guys, they all intersect with each other. Oh, the rare taker in the sweatshirt. Look. Yeah, with a broken there's a, foot. There's a figure we could use. Right? King of the Ring 98 taker in his sweatshirt. It's, a, it, it's him in the garb, and then as an extra bonus, you get a sweatshirt you can put on him for his main event. Uh, Appearance. Look, Mattel's running out of stuff. They're having to re-release old figures. Right? Right. Here's a new figure for you. Give us a two-in-one King of the Ring Undertaker with sweatshirt <laughs> and chair. Removable sweatshirt. Yeah. And you know what? We'd buy it. Oh, of course. <laughs> you had to, you had to buy at least two so you can make King of the Ring and then uh, the sweatshirt. And you gotta have the sweatshirt. You gotta have the sweatshirt. Dang it. Maybe oh. that'll be one of the uh, comments. Releases. Oh, we can only hope. Because <laughs> there are plenty of people out there that would love Sweatshirt Undertaker as a oh, Comic-Con. Yeah, <laughs> I would too. Oh, here's the Brothers in Cahoots. In Cahoots and Collusion? Yes. Cahoots and Collusion. It's on Vincent Man's Word of the Day calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Cahoots. Oh, I can. I. I have to use this somehow in a promo today. Classic Oh yeah. Old timey dictionary. And look, you know, no one's gonna argue that Stone Cold is not the biggest superstar of all time. You know, especially during this time period. But you gotta have for the hero. He's gotta have a great opponent too. Yeah. Undertaker is a huge reason why Stone Cold Steve Austin was as successful as he was. Yeah. Because he could match up with him, and you bought it, and you believed it, and mm -hmm. this highway to hell build up is one of the best they've ever done. Yeah. You can't have a good hero without a good villain. You can't. No, it was essential. Yeah. And you can't just have McMahon as a villain. You gotta have other villains. You have the great. You know, he's Taker with Kane. Is he not? It's kind of a tweener at this time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all that drama and intrigue around there. And, you know, this match, again, it's better in clip form because uh, Stone Cold gets a concussion pretty early on into it. Mm -hmm. Undertaker went into each other. So he's, Stone Cold has said before, he doesn't even remember this match because he gets knocked out pretty early into it. But 
Taker is able to, you know, pull it together like a ring general. He's able to, to keep everything going. Yeah. Just his, uh, the choke slam from the apron to the ring. Yep. Great move. And we'll see it here in a minute. The big leg drop to the oh. table. Yeah. He's still going up pretty heavy for that choke slam. He's, he's not quite all there. Love seeing him fight through the crowd like this. Yeah. That was great at WrestleMania this year, seeing uh, Stone Cold and Kevin Owens doing that old school fight through the crowd. Yeah, because you don't really see it. You don't see it that much anymore. You really don't. No. It's always the Spanish announce table. Always the Spanish, always the Spanish announce table. I think they could, uh, there's a case for a lawsuit there from the Spanish <laughs> announcers. Unsafe working environment. Induct the Spanish announce table into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised Vince Russo never did that storyline with the Spanish announcers. Oh, like, oh, like how they did with the referees trying exactly. to unionize. Referee <laughs> oh, just incredible. It Night is. Drop off the top the table. That shot right there of him coming down. They still use yeah. that shot. It's great. It's one of the most iconic moments of Undertaker's career, right there. Yeah. You really thought Austin was going to lose it. Yeah, chance. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to take a sneaky stunner. Chokeslam first. Slash. <clears throat> Love that set at MSG with the gate. Like it's the highway to hell right there. Oh yeah, yeah, like the gates of hell opening up for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's so simple, but so effective. Exactly. It's not a giant video wall. It's just simple, yeah. but it works. It's simple, but it works. There it is. Stone Cold does get the victory there, but a uh, fun match. Yeah. But their story's not over. No, no. You have Undertaker, you know, presenting him with the belt. Kane backing his brother up. Oh, here's McMahon now. <laughs> I love how bold Vince was with Undertaker. Oh, I know. So bold. Always, always with bow up to him anyway. Always scratch me up. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that anymore. <laughs> Just escaping through the crowd, like get out of my way. I'm the I'm the boss. We get some cameos from Val Venus and Tiger Ali Singh. Mark oh, you you you're naming all the A-listers here. Keith Blackman, <laughs> here. Oh my gosh. Another one and done pay-per-view. Yeah, it was. Yeah, one and done. It's like they had to think of something in order to, you know, try to, how do we get, how do we get the title off Austin before we get to Judgment Day or some kind of crap like that. And this was a, a stipulation that, that never quite made sense to me because, okay, Undertaker and Kane can only pin Austin. 
Yeah. But Austin could be Undertaker and King. So doesn't yeah. Austin have actually more ways to win than Undertaker and King? Yes. And then <laughs> by and then by and then by Undertaker and Kane only trying to pin Austin, that means Undertaker and Kane will eventually have to work against each other, and so yeah. they can have to pin Austin. And I, that would never quite work down logic-wise, in my opinion. <laughs> As we see there, Kane's gonna pull Undertaker off. Exactly. I mean, it's already it's already falling apart. Oh, it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. He had some on Raw. It could have been, yeah. And that's funny to think about because Triple Threat match is so common nowadays. It's probably one on every pay per view, but. Oh, probably. It was pretty rare back then. Yeah. I mean, they went with the finish, I guess, with the only one they could possibly do. Great. Well, you know what? The we'll both family. pin them. Yep. We both get the victory, but we won't yep. get the title. Yep. Double pin there. People just. This doesn't care as long as it's off Austin. That's right. That's right. And instead of making a champion right there, I'll just get the belt. I'm champion now, damn it. Yeah, yeah, very 98 with the uh, thing. Are there any figures that have the eye piercing on them? No, I don't think there is anyone with the, the eye piercing molded on there. We need that. We need that. We need that. I pierced, I pierced Undertaker, head. alternate head for King of the Ring. Yeah. Oh, here it is. And now you get, now you get how Vince gets in the wheelchair. Yeah. Again, I love Vince. He's not scared about taking the game, even though he absolutely should be. I know, right? Just, just calling them, just calling them mentally and physically handicapped to their face. Again, that would not fly nowadays. No, no, no. And then just immediately after being threatened, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to flip them off. <laughs> he never learns his lesson. No. There's a giant Titan Tron behind me capturing my every move. You know. I'm just gonna flip him off in front of a giant Titan Tron. <laughs> through the years, through two thousand, through two thousand three, it's the same thing. It's yeah. Vince and Taker around each other. <laughs> and even six <laughs> And even with the Shane McMahon feud in twenty sixteen, yeah, sure. you're my bitch. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, Taker sending those shots a little, little stiff too. Oh, I get, I get a chance to beat up my boss. Oh yeah. I mean, no. I'll do it a little I'll stiff. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna break your leg, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know he trusted nobody else but Taker to hit this thing. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Perfectly at, right at the edge, so it doesn't hit the uh, thing. 
talk about how all this stuff ties together. Because of this, we're going to get uh, Stone Cold and Mr. Man in the hospital. We're going to get Mr. Sacco. Mr. Sacco. All these things birth out uh, of these storylines all being interwoven and connected with each other. That's what made the attitude ever great. Yeah. Entering stuff, not always great. But, uh, yeah, yeah. The way the characters and stories came together, um, yeah, there's nothing like it. Yeah, you can only have so many DQ finishes and run-ins. Yeah. So, like, yeah. You, you need a mixture of both. You, you need did. in-ring action that we get in the modern day. You need the storylines and the characters that we had back in this time. Yeah. Austin never went for a referee shirt. No, he's just going to wear his own shirt. Yeah, which is available at the merch stand if you would like to buy it. Hey, smart man. <laughs> right? Oh, so we're getting like the, uh, the Van Halen right now ripoff the, as the background for this uh, match. I dig that. Take your cane and go ahead and again. Their, their storyline has been interwoven throughout this whole tape. Of course. The common denominator here. <laughs> God, this is a great rip off of video. This is great. <laughs> well, we're not paying for any music rights here. Oh, definitely not. This, this is probably why it's not all the network. Well, the network, if they do, you know, they can always do something over it like they've done before okay. other things. Yeah, like they dub over like this bit and Kid Rock and all that. Unfortunately. Yeah. It just yeah. doesn't feel right if it's not Kid Rock playing it's them out. Not right. For yeah. the, especially for the Judgment Day debut. You need Kid Rock for the Judgment it's Day debut. Absolutely ruined. It's ruined without that. 100%. No. Nope. It's ruined. Yeah, it is. Just Pay the money for it. It can't be that much. He's in your Hall of Fame. He's in your Hall of Fame. And during this time, they, you know, they, they use the uh, ACDC Highway to Hell song. Yeah, they don't play that anymore on the network. Uh, I mean, ugh, so frustrating. Yeah. It's like if you were watching Batman or Star Wars or something, and all of a sudden they changed the whole Oh, no, you it. can't. It's like... Oh, here's, here's Paul Bear. He's got to stick his fat little face into it. <laughs> oh, somebody almost hit him with a with a, like a plastic cup. Almost got him. I don't know how they missed him, but they almost got him. <laughs> Look at the size of that target. You're still missing that. Come on. And it's funny, you know, this tape started with Paul Bear and Undertaker at the Boiler Room Brawl. It's coming full circle. Full here. circle. As, a be, as it begins with Paul Bearer leaving The Undertaker, it ends with Paul Bearer joining The Undertaker. As it does, you know. Yes. Paul Bearer is just at the center of the universe. He is. He, I mean, he really yeah. is the center of the universe. I mean, I mean, come on, Paul. Come on, he didn't. He didn't even go down with a headshot from Undertaker. God, Paul is so good. Oh, I know. Oh, another nasty 
nasty shot to Kane. Jeez. And just this that ministry promo setting up the next couple months. That's right. Yeah. You know First mentioning of the ministry of darkness. Yeah. Telling you, you know, if you don't join up you know you those who do not declare will be declared. Exactly. Whatever that means. <laughs> it's whatever that means. <laughs> I've never been declared, I don't know. <laughs> it just sounds good when a taker says it. And then you get the uh, adjectives being thrown about The Undertaker from Freddie Blassie and Stephanie. Yeah. That's a nice touch to change things here. And then the chorus. Yeah, the shots, yeah. the orchestra. Yeah, the orchestra. The chorus that thing, yeah. Coming back to how it was in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to put myself in, in your shoes, you know, when this video came out. And I'm, oh, it's like the best thing ever. Exactly. I hadn't watched wrestling before, or, 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 or new to wrestling. I'm new to the mm -hmm. Undertaker. I hadn't seen all this stuff. The way this is produced, uh, the way this is made, um, it's magnificent. You know, you're sucked in. You want to see more of this. You want to see more of the Undertaker. Um, it's a great starter package yeah. and, a, and a great introduction to him. Yeah, and that's exactly what I think I needed is a whole new, you know, something that gives me a whole new story and a whole new backup to what I'm seeing. And they, the way they produced it and set everything up, um, you know, just the visuals, the matches they chose, um, and, you know, just... Everything that they put together with this, you know, it's perfect. It's perfect for somebody like me, who's never. It's a great introduction. Exactly, somebody yeah. who who knows that he's a fan of the Undertaker, but wants to see what Undertaker did before '99. Like what what made Undertaker what he is now? What what made him the Ministry of Darkness? What made him go against Kane? What why is he with Paul Bearer? All that lead up. It's perfect. I could go pull a stranger off of the street and bring them into the house and say, watch this. That's never seen wrestling before. And they could tell you the story of The Undertaker, you know, up to this point. Yeah. After one hour of watching this. Yeah. And, um, that's that's really hard to do and really well done. But they're able to, to cram it all in there in such a entertaining way. Mm-hmm. And you got, you know, you got Freddie Blassie telling you how the character is. Uh, you know, and even a glimpse behind, you know, a glimpse behind the character, a little bit of how the man is, about yeah. all those adjectives, about what he does for the, the WWF, and then you have, you know, Kane and Paul Bearer, Vince McMahon, Mankind, Stone Cold, all all people pivotal to his character work and his matches, and if they just put it in a tight little ball and say, there you go. Yeah, it's a great introduction to all of those people as well, all those other main characters in the WWF at the time. So, yeah. Man, I'm so glad you invited me to watch this. I'm uh, yeah. I'm glad that you said I'm glad that you said you would. I'm glad we had it's something different to take mm -hmm. a look at and uh, and we did a little bit of figure talk, some stuff we need. We need eye pierced Undertaker. We need eye pierced Undertaker. We need King of the Ring sweatshirt Undertaker. <laughs> King of the Ring made of it. 
sweatshirt Undertaker. Yeah, we need Buried Alive two pack Undertaker Mankind with like dirty dirty outfit Undertaker. Oh, that would be an epic. <laughs> yes, pack. yes, with the yes. graves we have the gravestone. Yes. Happy Perf. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> Mattel, Mattel, you are not out of ideas yet. What? There's some San Diego Comic Con uh, ideas for you, Mattel. Free of charge. Out there. Free of charge. Free of charge. We only ask that you send us free figures. If you want to send them to us uh, as a little royalty, you know, we'll, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm good. What, I, I what am... better people do you have to promote than collecting Dead Man and talking to you? None. Come on. You have none better. better. It, right, right? You have none better. <laughs> you, got, you got free ideas. Of new Undertaker figures, free of charge, on this podcast. I mean, come on. It just writes itself. It writes itself. Yeah. So anything anything you want to promote before we wrap this up? Well, of course, I'll promote Talking Taker podcast. I'm sure if you're listening to Collecting Dead Man, uh, you've, you've heard of us and, and you've probably listened to us. But, uh, you know, we are still chugging along. You know, you are out there doing multiple episodes a week. <laughs> And uh, we are uh, doing one episode a month at this time. Of course, we've gone through, me and my uh, co-host, Travis White, we've gone through the Undertaker's full career. Now we're doing little special episodes once a month. Um, the most recent one out, we looked at some, like I said, those early VHS matches of Undertaker, talking about Undertaker versus guys like Hacksaw Jim Duggan and um, a tag team match with the Ultimate Warrior against Papa Shango and the Berserker and wild stuff like that. And because of that, I, I never knew Undertaker and Ultimate Warrior tagged up together. They teamed up, yeah. Um, I was actually, I was listening to that. I was like, what the heck? It's pretty wild. Uh, you can actually, if you uh, do a little YouTube search on some of their promos together. Uh, oh pretty, my God, I can only imagine. It's pretty fun to watch that. Um, <laughs> But they're coming up on July 1st, so our new episodes drop on the first of every month. So nice. July 1st, we're going to do a 20-year anniversary look back at uh, a match we think is awesome, but I think people sleep on it a little bit. It's Vengeance 2002, mm. uh, triple threat between Undertaker, Kurt Angle, and The Rock. So nice. uh, Josh and I are going to watch along of that one and talk about our memories of that one and shine a light on that match 20 years later because we think it gets uh, overlooked, with, uh, but it belongs to the conversation of some Undertaker's greatest matches. So be able to look out for that one on July 1st. Definitely. Where Undertaker came that close for breaking up The Rock's pinfall. That close. Just a heartbeat away. That close. I mean, if he really wanted to, he could have. I mean, if he was, you know, yeah. just just there, just there. But really so neat good. fact about that one. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but that it took place in the Joe Louis Arena. Okay. So that is where Undertaker won the WWF Championship for the very first time. And oh, okay. This is the night where he loses the WWF Championship. Um, you know, the original legacy WWE title. For the last time. Last time. So it's the first time he ever held it and the last time he ever held it in that same arena. So you need to make you need to make that statistic like your headline of yeah. your podcast. It's just fun. Like, you know, I'm sure they didn't plan that. But that's so cool that it comes full circle like that. Right. Wow. That's crazy. As I look forward to your episodes monthly, uh, I, I can't believe I missed the one with the, the Druid. But I had to go back and had to go back and we and we listen to that one. It's all out there. But uh, your monthly episodes definitely uh, 
the highlight of the month, really, the beginning of the month. You, you, I mean, you kick off the month right away, right there. Well, I listen, man. I listen to you every week. Uh, I, I always enjoy it. I enjoy the watch-alongs with Randy as well. Uh, I like that I, I, I feel like I come up in all of those watch-alongs, so, so I like to yes. in Randy's head a little bit. You are. <laughs> you are always in Randy's head. And, uh... No, I, we, uh, you and I, you and me and Randy have a little group chat going on now for uh, looking out for to take your merch. So, yes, uh, we need a three-way watch along next. Hey, anytime. Yes. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm always ready for it. And uh, I am still on the lookout for another uh, whatever this guy, the Bendy Undertaker. Oh the yes, the Bendy, the stretcher, the stretcher. I'm strong. One. I haven't seen one since. <laughs> I look all the time. It's crazy. I'm still on the lookout in case I see another one. Crazy, and you know what the funny thing is? It's probably like a one and done. That probably the first only two you saw. I, I really think it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yes. Follow Talking Taker on Instagram, Twitter, and make sure to listen to their podcast because uh, they're the foundation of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. And uh, next time, uh, yeah, hopefully next time, maybe a three-way watch along. Get to get. We'll get it together. Let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. Well, as always, Alex, thank you so much for joining me here. And as always, make sure to follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead, on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. And if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And until next time, Creatures of the Night, same Taker time, same Taker channel, as we take her easy and keep on rolling, baby. Love it. Thanks, Steven. Thank you, Alex. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores, where you can find wherever this podcast is available, and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, keep on rolling.